0: Welcome to episode number twenty-four of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's r a n d u m b thoughts.com, online. I am your host Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about deep fakes. Episode number twenty-four. The first thing when I hear the number twenty-four that pops into my mind is Jack Bauer. You know, and if you've never watched the uh, series twenty-four, you really need to go back and do that. Yeah, there's a lot of great television in there. It was a uh, it was a television show that rewrote, in a lot of ways, the way television was looked at. It was it was the first time a series decided to kind of go with the concept of, hey, instead of having something that happens over weeks or months or years, we're going to have a show that deals with one crazy 24-hour period. And a lot of the things that they dealt with in the the show was you know, terrorism, trying to save the world. What can you believe? You're trying to get the evidence. Who can you believe? How are you going to find out what you need to find out when there's so much lying and disinformation out there? Well, that's, to me, deep fakes, which is what we're talking about on today's episode, is right in the Jack Bauer wheelhouse, because it is the reality of today that You really can't trust anything that you see, hear, read, uh, and really any of your senses at this point can be absolutely lied to, and it's going to change the way the world interacts with each other, and at some point, I believe, it's going to completely change the internet, and I'm not going to go to the point of saying I believe it's going to take the internet down but I believe it is eventually going to go a long way towards destroying a lot of things that we take for granted on the internet now a lot of people use on a daily basis, things like uh, Twitter, things like Facebook, things like Amazon reviews. Basically anywhere the user can contribute content is now going to be questionable. I mean, all websites are still going to be questionable because anybody can put up a blog, anybody can launch a website and all of that, but it's really going to get to the point to where you're going to have to trust your sources and we're going to have to figure out a way how you know exactly which sources to trust. So deep fakes. You're asking yourself, what's a deep fake? You may have heard the terminology around the the biggest news that's been going on over the last couple of years when it comes to deep fakes is videos. They came out with a program. We say they, you know, the the community, if you will, came out with a program about two years ago. I think 2017 which was a deep learning kind of a thing. You hear a lot about this artificial intelligence. Well, this is computer learning in a way that you could feed it content and you could have the computer decide how to take the content that you fed it and change it in a way to make it into something completely and totally different. So, of course, the first place that this technology was used was in Porn. Well, not in the creation of normal porn, but in the taking of existing porn and putting your favorite actresses, your girlfriends, the girl you just broke up with, the girl you really, really like on Twitter. You take a bunch of pictures. This is how this works. You take a bunch of pictures, hundreds of them, but there's methods of doing this automatically. But basically what the deepfake system does is takes a bunch of facial pictures of your target so you can go through i mean again if you're somebody that posts a lot of pictures online you know you've got hundreds of thousands of pictures you're kind of asking for this but they take a bunch of pictures of your target you feed them into a computer and then you feed it a video and you basically say hey take this actress that's in the porn video take her face get rid of it. We don't want that. Put this girl's face on it instead. And the program goes through. It does some facial recognition. It figures out where the face was on the actress in the video. And it takes the new face that you fed it with a bunch of stills, or you could use video frames as well. You basically teach it to... Take that old face and replace it with whoever's face you want. And the technology is continuing to get better and better and better. And I went and looked online, and there's a variety of videos. They aren't all porn. You can go find deep fakes that aren't. You know, there was a guy that replaced. It was, uh, you know, the late-night talk show guy. So it took John Oliver and Jimmy Fallon and basically took their monologues or something and then swapped the faces on each one. And it really, really, really looks pretty damn close to where I don't think most people would be able to tell the difference if they weren't aware of it. I mean, remember, we're living in a world that when Jim Acosta from CNN had his little altercation, if you will, with the White House intern who was trying to get the microphone from him, Remember that was that whole video gate where it's like, ooh, it was sped up. Oh, is this real? Oh my god. Well, in deep fakes, you're gonna be able to make anything look like anything. Anybody is doing anything that you want. And this becomes a very scary thing in a society that already speaks in memes, already communicates in, you know, two hundred and eighty characters or less which is really a society that doesn't read the news articles, they go off of headlines, which are usually misleading anyway. But now you have to worry that when somebody goes, hey, this is the truth, here, click, link on the, here's this video, click on the link, you can see for yourself. Now you can't trust what you're seeing. And the technology keeps getting better, the program keeps getting better at what it does, computers keep getting faster, CPUs, graphical processing units keep getting better, which makes it faster and faster to produce these videos, and it makes the quality of them go up, up, and up. And of course, the people who have more content out there, those who have, you know, actors like Taylor Swift, wow, perfect for somebody that's trying to do any kind of these things because she has... Tons of videos, very high res, so you get her face from all different sides, all different types of expressions, you got all the close-ups, bunch of different photographs you can go from. So any actress, any celebrity singer that has so much content out there, really, they're going to be a target for deep fakes, and they're going to look really, really good. You know, Instagram models, those kind of things, the more content that you have, the more likely you are you're gonna fall victim to this. Now, videos is the whole new aspect of this, this faking, if you will. And it really started with Adobe Photoshop. I use Photoshop all the time. One of the things you can do with Photoshop is change portraits. You can, again, you can do the face swapping thing. It's not that hard if you're willing to take a little bit of time know how to match colors and all those kind of things, it's pretty easy to take one person's face or one person's head and put it on another's body and make it look pretty damn realistic to where, again, if somebody doesn't know what they're looking for, very, very hard to know that the photo has been altered. You see this all the time, especially now in the news. For instance, you know, you have somebody, you know, say Hillary Clinton, who has a rally and like four people show up well, it's really easy to Photoshop, you know, 8,000 people in and go, wow, the crowd was amazing. And people see the photograph and they go, wow, this looks real. So I'm going to believe it. Photoshop's been around for a long time. And I think people are finally kind of getting a clue that photographs should be questioned. Photographs can be altered. Not a lot of people know that the videos can be altered at the level that you're able to be doing now. And it's not like you need to be a genius to do this. If you're willing to find the program online, which is called Fake App, which I mean, hey, I mean, there's not a whole lot of creativity in the naming of the app, but the website's been taken down. I mean, you can tell the people controlling the internet, the Googles in the world don't like this app, but you can still find it if you know how to go to a torrent site and all of that. But the website itself has been taken down. So obviously people are getting a little bit afraid of the fake app when it comes to video. And I get it. I understand why. But you really can't put the genie back in the bottle at this point. The software is out there. The technology is out there. The internet just provides us with a great Petri dish where we can take all of our things that we've created and throw it out there to the world. And I love that we can. But it also means that people that want to do things for nefarious reasons, you know, again, you just broke up with the girl. She cheated on you with your best friend. You know, you got a video or two of her. You know, not a bad video. Don't, you know, this isn't revenge porn. I mean, in a way it is, but it's virtual revenge porn. You go and you take all her pictures off of her Facebook page or her Instagram and you create a fake video and you put that out there. This is very, very easy to do. Parents tell your kids think twice about posting 5000 pictures a day because somebody may use those pictures for things that you don't like. So we know that the Photoshop exists, we know that f- photos can be altered. Now we're learning that videos can also be altered which you know is it really is it it's not really that much of a stretch but for news coverage it is now very easy. Actually, there was a guy, I think it was Jordan Peele, who did a video that was was talking about the, the fake... Well, here, let me just play it for you.
1: We're entering an era in which our enemies can make it look like anyone is saying anything at any point in time, even if they would never say those things. So, uh, for instance, they could have me say things like, uh, I don't know, Killmonger was right, or uh, Ben Carson is in the sunken place, or how about this, simply, President Trump is a total and complete dipshit. Now, you see, I would never say these things, at least not in a public address, but someone else would. Someone like Jordan Peele. This is a dangerous time. Moving forward, we need to be more vigilant with what we trust from the Internet. That's a time when we need to rely on trusted news sources. It may sound basic, but how we move forward in the age of information is going to be the difference between whether we survive or whether we become some kind of fucked up dystopia. Thank you. And stay woke, bitches. While
0: listening to this, being an audio podcast, his his Barack Obama impression not spot on i mean i can tell the difference i think most people listening could probably tell the difference but here's the thing this accompanied a video and you can find it on youtube which uh, the video is called you won't believe what obama says in this video and basically what you had were the words that jordan peele was saying you had barack obama a video of him synced up made using deep fakes which made it look like barack obama was saying these things now, the fact that the audio wasn't exactly perfect takes a much bigger backseat when you have video that comes with it because people normally believe their eyes. They're look Well, I can see Barack Obama saying I don't know why his voice seems a little bit off, but I see him saying it, so I believe what I'm seeing when what you have is a completely doctored video that is completely and utterly fake. The fact that Jordan Peele's Barack Obama impression isn't quite spot on brings us to the next of our senses again, which is audio, hearing somebody's voice, and knowing that, you know, that guy doing an impression. Even most people that do really good impressions, you can tell that it's not actually the person that they're trying to do the voice of. This is where some new programs are coming into effect. Adobe, back in 2016, did a demonstration, this has not been, actually it's funny because this event where Adobe showed this was hosted by Jordan Peele, so he's really well aware of the stuff that's going on with this, but this program, Adobe Voco, it's called, V-O-C-O, it's a beta, it's not out there, it's not public or anything yet, but they did a demonstration of this, and what this does And another program that I found online that's very similar, which is actually currently up and running, and they have a website, and you can do all sorts of crazy stuff, is called Lyrebird, L-Y-R-E-B-I-R-D, and that's at lyrebird.ai. These are software packages that allow you to teach it by letting it hear your voice or whoever's voice you want, and it will then be able to take that voice print it'll be able to take your voice dna if you will and it will be able to create speech that sounds like the person you want it to sound like just by you feeding it the information which means you can have it say things by a person that sounds like they were being said by a person who never actually said them here is a little clip of the adobe presentation on this software again adobe voco
2: so let's get on to it well i have obtained this piece of audio where um there's mcgokey talking to peel about his feeling after getting nominated uh there's a pretty interesting uh joke here so let's uh, let's uh, just hear it <laughs> Uh, I jumped on the bed, and, um, and uh, uh, I kissed my dogs and my wife, in that order. <laughs> yeah, so how about we mess with uh, who he actually kissed? So let's, uh, let's do something here. Okay, so suppose uh, Michael Cookie wants to send this uh, audio to his wife, so he actually wants his wife to go before the dogs. So, okay, so what do we do easily? Copy, paste. Let's do it. Copy, paste. Oh, yeah, it's done. Let's listen to it. And uh, uh, I kiss my wife, and my wife. Oops. Uh, Where are the dogs? Okay, how can we let the dogs out? We can just type the word dogs here. And uh, uh, I kiss my wife and my dogs. Here's more. Here's more. Uh, We can actually type something that's not here. So (laughs) I I heard that actually on that day. uh, Michael actually kissed uh, our Jordan. So, sorry. To recover the truth, let's do it. So let's remove the word "my" here. Uh, your secret's out, Jordan. And uh, just uh, type the word Jordan. Ooh. And here we go. And uh, uh, I kissed Jordan and my dogs. <laughs>
0: So there you have it. Now, I apologize for the audio quality on that, because obviously Adobe, they can do all sorts of crazy things, but they can't record a live event very well. And there was a lot of annoying laughing and clapping and that. So that was an edited version, but I think you got the idea that Photoshop for voice is coming. And it's not like you have to go and find the person saying a word. You know, in this case, they made the guy say Jordan you don't have to have them saying that word once that has the voice print. So it's not like you have to go cut and paste words together that somebody already said and of course intonation and inflection and everything wouldn't normally sound right, you know, if you take a bunch of audio clips and try to put them together. It's kind of like writing a ransom note with a bunch of letters cut out of a newspaper, you know, there's kind of a a non-cohesiveness that's going on. What these new software programs are going to do and Liarbird seems to be doing it already. Voco is not out yet for Adobe. But what they'll allow you to do is, once you have a DNA, the DNA, the voice print of somebody, it will allow you to just simply type words in and have the program do the speech that would make the person sound like they're saying that. And we already have a lot of these devices. We're very familiar with Siri. Siri and with Alexa, and with these personal assistants that we use all the time, you don't really think they had somebody go and record each and every response they could possibly give you. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it's amazing how little data is actually needed to make this stuff somewhat believable. Now, the Liar website, Liarbird, their website is overloaded. I was trying to do... I set up an account there, which is easy. It's free. You just need an email address. Once you have an account, all their system needs for you to do is read 30 sentences that they put on the screen for you. So it's all done in a web interface. And it just takes a couple of minutes if their system was actually working. Every time I tried, it was overloaded. A little message said to try to come back later this week. So obviously, a lot of people are interested in this service. but. After you read, allegedly, those 30 sentences, it has enough of a voice print to do a fairly believable avatar, they're calling it, of you. So it's a vocal avatar. And it looks like they're going for an interesting market on this, because when you go to the app section of their website, they have apps that look like they're saying coming soon for Twitter, Facebook Messenger, Discord. Google Home, things where you'll be able to send your voice by simply typing in some text once you've trained this with your voice, so it ver- it becomes the virtual you, and it's kind of scary that you can do that by reading 30 sentences, just a matter of a couple of minutes to have this thing get an idea. Now, for the professional version, if you want to be able to, say, be a voice talent and really cheat when people want to hire you to do things like audiobooks and that kind of a thing, I guess, with two hours worth of training, they're saying you will have a professional quality version of this, you know, vocal avatar that will allow you to simply type what you want it to say or, you know, feed it some text from your favorite book, manuscript, whatever you want, and you all all of a sudden have an audiobook. It's an interesting concept. And for those of us who create content, especially, you know, audio content, it might be easy every now and then to, you know, kind of phone it in, but I think it goes even further than that because now if you take the ability, we have to be able to fake a video, we have the ability to fake audio so we can have somebody saying something that they never actually said, you combine those two things together and you're getting into a scary part again, when you get to the fake news world. Because it's one thing for me to create my own avatar. I can put a video of myself saying whatever I want. But it becomes very, very different when you take a image of the president of the United States or any politician you want and have them saying some very scary, misleading things. I mean, in the years of elections now, how are you going to believe anything you can see online How do you believe anything you hear online? You simply can't do it. So the fakes we've already covered. You have Photoshop. That was really kind of the first thing we all got used to as far as photos being able to be manipulated. We moved into the videos. And now you have not only audio, but you can recreate somebody's voice. Now, the last bastion of fakery, I would guess you'd call it would be to be able to fake somebody's voice, and not their voice in how their actual vocal cords sound, but the voice of a writer. So you wanted to produce something that sounds like it's Shakespearean, or you want to produce something that sounds like it's Stephen King. You want to produce something that sounds you know, like it's Donald Trump, Barack Obama, whoever, you now are going to have the ability to do that, because this was the big fakery news that came out this week. It was all over the different news sites. It was all over Drudge. The Mark and George Show talked about it. And if you're not listening to the Mark and George Show, go to markandgeorgeshow.com. They're doing some really good podcasts. The big news about this fakery of the text form was the fact that the group that put this out, which is the OpenAI Group, it's a nonprofit research company. It says, investigating, quote, the path to safe artificial intelligence, So always practice safe artificial intelligence. They created this machine learning system. It's called the uh, GPT-2, which is Generative Pre-Trained Transformer 2. Now, they say it's capable of generating text based on just brief writing prompts. And we'll kind of talk about what those prompts are and what kind of results they got. But the biggest news about this wasn't, to me the fact that this this technology was available. I just kind of assumed this technology was already out there and being used. But the biggest thing about this news story was the people that created it didn't release the full version because they were afraid about how it would be used. And this, what to me, this was kind of the, the big red flag that said, pay attention to this story. Where are we going with this? Because usually scientists... And people that are involved in AI and everything else, they want you to see how great their system is. And they want to laud how great this system is. They've been dedicating time. They've been dedicating probably, you know, months, years, decades, who knows, a lot of time to the project. Usually they want the accolades and to be told how great it is. They came up with this software that does this. And their response was, oh my God, it's going to kill us all. They're afraid of the technology that they created. And maybe rightfully so, because again, humans, as we talked about in a previous episode called bias, go check it out. People want to believe what they see, what they hear, what they read. We've talked about reviews. We did another episode. Go check that one out called reviews on why you can't necessarily believe the reviews that you read online. And this technology is ripe. For uh, for messing with reviews online, it is perfect for creating arguments online, for just messing with a whole lot of things. Once you have autonomous bots that are able to go out, find various websites, and not only be able to just post random things, you know, the same thing over and over, for them to be able to go and get context and to be able to... Take cues from where they're reading. You know, if they're commenting on something, they can take cues from other comments. They can take cues from the original article and they can produce a product that almost nobody's going to be able to figure out was written by a computer and not by a real person. So now just think about all this when we add them up together in your mind. What happens when you can fake pictures, videos? replace somebody's voice, and now have a computer that can go, hey, I've heard Donald Trump speak enough. I have enough of his uh, speeches on record and text form. I've seen Barack Obama enough. I have his speeches. I have memoirs. He wrote books. I have all of this information that I can now use to create a f- fake piece of work that has all the fingerprints of the original author. And this is an interesting thing that's been around for a while, and a lot of people I don't think are aware of this as well, that everybody kind of has a fingerprint with their writing style. Computers can now take and analyze, they can figure out who wrote something based upon the text. And I believe this is what happened to J.K. Rowling after she finished with all the Harry Potter stuff. She wrote a book under another pseudonym, and the world figured out who it was because computer learning went, hey, this writing style is like 98% J.K. Rowling. How did that happen? Well, it was J.K. Rowling. So it's one of those things, really, if you want to be anonymous online, not only do we have facial recognition, which is going to see pictures wherever you go, you could be in the background of somebody's picture, no matter where you are out in public. that'll show up online you can be tracked that way now if you think you could just write anonymous comments you know maybe little short comments you know a sentence or two a few words you know the tweets maybe you can get away with uh you know especially if you try to write differently than you normally would or maybe that would intentionally see the kind of like you know that i know that you know so that trying to change your writing is just changing it in a way that only you would change it, so it's still like your fingerprint. It's, an, it's a big roundabout scary kind of a thing that you can post text online now, totally anonymously, and there's a possibility that a computer is going to be able to look at other things you've written and published online and go, hey, that this guy wrote that. It's an interesting world. And the fact now that the system can take things that you've written and make other things that you didn't write look like you wrote them. Kind of creepy, kind of cool, kind of amazing. And uh, let's take a look at a couple short examples of what was fed into this machine and what it spit back out. Now, from what I understand, they just basically loaded this thing up with uh, Reddit and a bunch of links uh, that came off of Reddit and a bunch of other sources to this is where it kind of took its universe from. This is where it took its learning from. This is where it got its data from on the cesspool that we like to call the Internet. Since we were talking about fake news, let's start with a fake news story. That just makes absolute sense. They fed the system simply this line. Miley Cyrus was caught shoplifting from Abercrombie & Fitch on Hollywood Boulevard today. That's all it fed the system. That's all it gave it. That's all the information it had. And this is what, it says it can take a couple of tries for the thing to get a really good result. This was the second result that the system put out there. Again, all it was fed was Miley Cyrus was caught shoplifting from Abercrombie & Fitch on Hollywood Boulevard today. And it replied with, the 19-year-old singer was caught on camera being escorted out of the store by security guards. The singer was wearing a black hoodie with the label blurred lines on the front and fashion police on the back. The singer was also wearing a pair of black rimmed glasses, a black jacket, black jeans and black sandals. She was carrying a pair of black and white striped gloves and a small black bag. Now, not the most interesting story I've ever read, and it seems like Miley Cyrus wears a lot of black fashion accessories, and maybe she does. But it was not something that you read and went, yeah computer ops- obviously wrote this, these you know syntax is off, things don't make a whole lot of sense, so it's you can see how easy it's going to be moving forward for fake news to be generated, for stories of all type to be generated, for anything you read to be generated by a computer, but let's see how it does fiction. Let's see how it does something that you would think. Only a human would be able to do and sound legit. Let's look at something in the science fiction realm. The system was fed this sentence. Legolas and Gimli advanced on the orcs, raising their weapons with a harrowing war cry. That's all it was fed. And what it spit, I'm not going to read everything, but I'll read parts of what this thing spit out. The orcs' response was a deafening onslaught of claws, claws, and claws. Even Elrond was forced to retreat. "'You are in good hands, dwarf,' said Gimli, who had been among the first to charge at the orcs. It took only two words before their opponents were reduced to a blood-soaked quagmire, and the dwarf took his first kill of the night. The battle lasted for hours until two of the largest orcs appeared to overwhelm Aragorn.' When they finally stopped, they lay defeated and lifeless for miles and miles. That was the first try. And it just keeps going on and on and on. It's a really weird and intriguing concept that a computer can now be fed a single sentence, just a few words, and it will go upon its merry way, creating a whole new work of fiction. You know, they used to say if you put a bunch of monkeys together and let them pound on typewriters for hundreds of years or thousands of years, eventually they'd write Shakespeare. I don't believe that, but I do believe that computers are soon going to be able to write text that we are not going to be able to differentiate between something written by a computer and something written by humans, which again is going to blow everybody's mind when it comes to social networks online reviews, basically everything that we rely on now to believe everything's written by humans. Now we're going to have to question everything. So let's just recap quickly. Question anything you see in a photograph. Question anything you see in a video. Question anything you hear in an audio file. Uh, Anything somebody sounds like they're saying didn't necessarily happen. And now you also have to question whether what you're reading online or anywhere else was generated by a human or by a computer somewhere. It's really going to make politics interesting moving forward, isn't it? Because you really are going to have to go to a source that you can believe and you can trust and trust to the point to where you know they're vetting these things, that you're only seeing videos from somebody that you can trust, who you know took the video, who didn't edit it, because it's now become so interesting. Easy to put propaganda out there that looks and feels and sounds real that is absolutely not real. It's crazy, but it's where we're at. If you want to have a little fun, type this person does not into your favorite browser window, and you'll be greeted with a photograph. Well, it's not really a photograph, it's a computer generated human that looks real but isn't it's gonna be interesting moving forward if models will be needed for print ads because now you can just create them and really do you need them for video because you can create them too it's gonna it's really going to change the world whether it'll be in a good way or bad i'm not really sure we're just gonna have to wait to find out now i hope you're liking the content that we're giving you here on the random thoughts podcast if you are let me ask you for a favor. Go to this website and vote for the Random Thoughts Minute, which is a one-minute podcast. I entered into a Rode Microphones contest. You can find it at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Vote Random. That's V-O-T-E-R-A-N-D-U-M-B. You need a Google account or a Facebook account if you don't have one of those. You know, I understand. No problem whatsoever. If you have one of those and you don't mind voting, it would be doing me a huge favor I can win some cool gear to continue to make the audio of the podcast continue to sound better and better. I mean, I hope it sounds really good now, but we can always improve. So it would be a huge favor, again, if you could go there and vote bit.ly, bit.ly slash vote random. That would be doing me a huge favor. Also, Subscribe to the podcast, uh, Android, iTunes Music Store. You can grab the RSS feed on our website, which is randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. You can email us at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at randompodcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B podcast, or you can follow my personal account at Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. So stay vigilant watch for the deep fakes, and thank you for listening. I am Darren O'Neill. Until next time.